what's up everybody today i have someone very very special uh one of the pioneers of women's mma with 45 fights unless i do i count the uh, i count 50 uh with the ultimate fighter uh so 50 professional fights um in promotions such as the ufc invicta and strike force just to name a few she's known as the happy warrior uh roxanne mata fairy roxanne thank you so much for coming on thank you for having me uh, so um, <laughs> yeah so everyone knows you as um a big anime fan uh your well-spoken polite fighter who came up through the ultimate fighter um fortunately you lost but you were given a second shot to come back um you won now you're known as one of the pioneers in women's mma you've gotten known for your face-off cosplay costumes as well as your positive nature for always staying true to yourself um what people don't know is how you got to be where you are now um kind of like the behind the scenes i guess um of how you got started in mixed martial arts um you're a heavy grappler um but how do you eventually kind of get into martial arts is kind of where we're going to go with this so um if you don't mind just kind of not introducing yourself because everybody definitely knows who you are but uh yeah just kind of um giving us a start kind of like taking us back to where everything started and how you got into martial arts and uh, what put you there well um i got teased a lot when i was a little kid and i think that made me kind and more like compassionate towards people you know um i didn't get beaten up or anything but it really made me uh, admire heroes like the power rangers for example or those who would help less fortunate ones so i wanted to start learning martial arts when i was a kid so i could like you know beat up the bad guys and protect the good people yeah. um, my mom always thought that i wanted to get out aggression because i was upset that she was getting my parents were divorced but i don't i didn't really feel any of that you know i just wanted to learn martial arts to become stronger um, yeah. what, what, and, what's uh, your favorite ranger before you keep going i don't really have a favorite ranger um <laughs> I guess I admired, you know, the Red Ranger because he was the leader, but Billy was also smart. Um, I didn't really associate with girly girls, so like I didn't care so much about Kimberly. Um, I don't know, like I liked them all. They were just a good team. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I always liked the White Ranger because he came in last and he was like the bad guy turned good. I don't know. And then there was the green one. I don't know. I, I forgot all about Power <laughs> yeah. forgot all about that show until just now. So, all yeah. right. So anyway, yeah. So you wanted to be a Power Ranger. And I kind of did get to be a Power Ranger, right? Because oh, yeah. I ended up cosplaying the Red Ranger. So that was really cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you wanted um, to be a yeah, Power just, Ranger. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I just loved the martial arts. And, you know, um, I never enjoyed hitting anybody or causing anybody pain. My belief was that I could, I wanted to be able to, you know, subdue an attacker without causing them pain or without hurting them. That was kind of like my dream, you know? So that's why I really love jujitsu. Like I went from, you know, the striking arts, karate, taekwondo to judo and jujitsu. Cause I thought it was the ultimate like skill to be able to like make someone give up without causing them pain. So that was kind of my dream. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, when you train jujitsu, you end up becoming 
in extreme pain just learning how to do that process of <laughs> putting somebody else in pain shoulders, Gosh, that's true holy crap shoulders and your neck and just everything it's it's a whole different ball game when you start training in jiu-jitsu and you yeah. start hurting you didn't know could hurt man it's, right yeah it can get it can get pretty bad so when did you start like at what age did 13 13 yeah 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 and then how do you kind of break that to people i mean like the martial arts yeah but when you decide to do mma and you tell people you know this is what you wanted to do you want to you want a cage fight and you're going away from um I guess kind of from my perspective, more of like a traditional martial art, you know, and to where like there's more of like that respect built in to where MMA, you know, back when you were starting, it was definitely looked at as just like a brutal, violent, you know, that that thing. Was there any resistance um, to that? And kind of how did you go through that? Yeah. Yeah. Like nowadays, if I say I want to be an MMA fighter, you're not like a fighter you're an athlete right so people yeah. are like oh you're gonna be an, an athlete that's amazing you work really hard but back when i was you know just coming up people are like oh don't hurt me you're you know like they yeah. kind of like mock me almost like oh you want to go punch other girls like what's wrong with you sort of thing yeah did you was your family supportive of it um well, my mom drove me to martial arts practices forever, so she was used to that. I didn't actually tell my parents that I was doing MMA until I had three pro fights. Really? <laughs> um, so they were supportive of jujitsu because I wasn't, you know, getting punched in the head. And then once they found out I was doing MMA, they were not happy at all. Yeah, yeah. But they tried to like say like, okay, follow your dreams, dear. Like, just let us know when you want to quit. But you know, go ahead and we hope you enjoy your life. Like they're trying to be good parents. Yeah, yeah. So this is just they were. Basically- they are. Yeah, so this is basically just a a personal journey for you then. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, I definitely want to dive into it, but do you feel like you've kind of completed that journey at this point? Um, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I have. I've, I'm satisfied with my MMA career for the most part. Um, now I'm trying to find a job, and that's a whole different ballgame. But overall, the the mma journey is finished but i'm still on my jiu-jitsu journey oh that's nice yeah so let's kind of like walk through this um i know i've i've followed your career since the ultimate fighter um that's kind of where i feel like a lot of people you know were definitely exposed to who you were um it was i remember on the show you were always a very positive person um and for me personally, that's, it's a very weird thing to see, um, just kind of growing up in the environment I grew up in, that positivity leads to like vulnerability, you know, and it's always been like a weird thing, but it's drawn me to you, um, you know, of like wanted to follow your career. And it's something, you know, like you watch other people and you're like, oh, I aspire to have that, you know, and that's a, that's something that I've always aspired to do is to be able to be like open and positive the way that you have. How have you been able to carry that, you know, throughout your career in as like you as the person, you know, other than the fighter? How does that kind of do you feel like that's helped you and everything? Hello, are you are you frozen? Oh, no. Okay, good. I thought I saw a blank. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I. I had mental training 
as a youth with my mom, like I attribute a lot to her. For example, let's say um, my knees are all banged up, so I have to wear knee pads. I'm, I think humans tend to naturally think a negative thought. So I would say, oh man, like my knees are banged up. I have to wear knee pads for the rest of my life. But she would say, no, honey, let's think of it this way. Um, you're able to do jujitsu so you could, because um, you're able to wear knee pads for the rest of your life. I'm like, oh, like it's the same thing, but the way she put it makes me appreciate like, oh, I'm still able to do jujitsu because I can wear knee pads. This is great, as opposed to the other way of thinking. So yeah. she helped me find ways to train my brain into seeing the same situation more positively. Like, let's say someone you're driving and someone cuts you off. You're like, oh, that guy like almost died, like jerk, angry. Well, I would, I would acknowledge that emotion then I would say well gosh um I hope he makes it to his destination safely because he's driving like a maniac maybe his wife is in the hospital like I hope he's okay I hope he makes it so I try to like turn that in a different way and think of it a different way and plus it does help that I think I'm naturally more uh like spunky and um I really try to enjoy every little thing more than usual like I try to over enjoy things like, for example, I freaking love chocolate ice cream. It's the best <laughs> food in the world. Um, so let's say my boyfriend brings me home chocolate ice cream. I might think, oh, this is great chocolate ice cream. No, my wonderful boyfriend loves me and he wants to make me happy. So he brought me this ice cream and I'm going to enjoy it. And then I'm so happy that I have a boyfriend who loves me. We're going to get married. This is great. So like, I really try to like relish every bit of positive emotion even though it's a small thing and that helps me get more out of life yeah yeah i've definitely i've noticed that in you in like how you switch that the perspective i've been trying to do that it's something that i don't does that come naturally or have you had to kind of work on that consistently because i have to like i have to try you know and, I, and it doesn't happen very often and i'm proud of myself when i do but it's like two well, I wrote a book actually it's called mental training so feel free to check it out it's on yeah, my website yeah I, I was hoping we could get into those but yeah I'm definitely gonna have to pick those up just kind of in like diving into more of the research of you um that's that's kind of where I came across those <laughs> and the fact I don't know if that you're gonna get into this but like also when I was going through like my losing streak you know, I was like, oh man, this sucks. I suck. I can't win. And then I told myself like, no, like you're an intelligent woman. Let's problem solve. Why are you losing? Let's go try to find a solution. You know, so I tried to put my, I had this big ball of energy that I was that, right, like upset energy. And I'm like, all right, I'm not going to put this energy towards being upset about my problem. I'm going to put it towards a solution. So today I'm going to go like try to ask people for about a different coach. I'm going to try to like find a different gym. Like I'm going to try to make some change that's going to improve my life. So that's how positivity and like my mental training kind of helped me refocus my energy to something productive that, that helped me in my career. Yeah. Yeah. When you were going through your losing streak, it's, I like in researching you and seeing that losing streak, it almost seemed like I also like I'm kind of going through a losing streak right now. And so the timing, like I'm, I'm hoping I don't fuck this up too much to where we can actually talk about it. But like the timing and like that, it seemed like it'd be a good a good segue to have a conversation about losing um, if you are open to that, because it's mm-hmm. 
when you look at your record on paper, it's not the greatest record. Um, but you are a huge pioneer in the sport. Um, you've had a, a shit ton of fights. And losing is part of the sport. And I feel like the sport, in, for me, has given me more life lessons than I actually thought I was going to get. You know, I thought I was just going to go learn some jiu-jitsu, some Muay Thai, you know, like try to stay away from wrestling. And, uh, and I, instead I ended up learning life lessons every single day, you know, um, that, that helps me when you do get those life lessons of, of losing, how do you handle taking a loss? Cause you've, you've been all over the world, you know, you've, you moved to Japan for this, um, and you've had some losses there as well, I believe. So how do you handle taking a loss on a personal level like outside of the cage you know once the cameras are off and you're alone how do you what do you what's your process for that i've actually really struggled with taking losses i feel like in the beginning of my career it was easier sort of like i was still so distraught like i remember one time i lost to my one of my rivals i wanted to go like jump off a bridge like i was just so upset um so I had to get, make it through the night, cried all night. And then I woke up the next morning and I said, all right, so we're going to train really hard. So by the time that we have our next fight, we like me and myself, <laughs> um, by the time we have our next fight, we're not going to be the same person who just lost last night. You know, we're going to change ourselves. We're going to be better. So like, I like take, I kept that pain of that loss, like basically everything I had wasn't enough and all my months of training wasn't enough. And I just, it was, it really was hard. Um, but then I trained really hard and I was able to, you know, have the confidence in myself for the next fight because I trained really hard. Um, but I feel like these past five, maybe five fights, mm -hmm. it, it's been worse and I wasn't, I'm still trying to figure out exactly why it might be because the stakes were higher and that now, now, you know, I was in the UFC and if I didn't win, I would make half the money. It's like huge. Yeah. Um, and then I wouldn't be able to get another opportunity. I might get cut. So there, it wasn't just like, it started out just being a test of my own skills. And then it turned into like, oh, you, you not only do you suck, which is not true, but that's, you know, what you think, mm -hmm. um, what I thought, but you know, you don't get money, you don't get the next opportunity, your career is damaged. Like it's so much pressure. Um, so that's another reason why I was like, man, I'm excited to stop fighting. Cause I feel like a little part of me dies every time I lose a fight. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, I think I could probably have handled my losses better. Um, I don't know if I needed more guidance or maybe it was just my warrior spirit because I went into fights, not like with an athlete, athlete mind. I went in with a martial arts mind, like, oh, I have to, you know, win like the, like the anime heroes inspired me. Like, oh, I have to beat the bad guy to save my save the world which is not true but you know yeah. um so I, I think i put too much pressure on myself and i like associated not associated um i linked my self-worth in with my wins and losses which is not good but you almost can't help it like when you're a martial artist i don't know um i guess i could do like um 
a survey of how my other fellow martial artists handle losses, but I did really struggle with that, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah, but going through those losses, you like you you lost um the big one that I saw you lose was the ultimate fighter. Um was you know the first one and then you came back. What's that like kind of coming back from those losses and getting that call, you know, getting into the UFC, having that contract, you know, the are the highs as high as the lows are low? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, winning is pure ecstasy. <laughs> yeah, it's the what, best feeling in the world. What uh, what was your celebration like when you finally like you know got that contract that you were in the UFC, you know you had gone through all the other promotions and you made it because your your dream wasn't wasn't ever to win the belt per se. Like I don't I don't mean to be negative in that. Like it's kind of going off interviews that I've I've watched. Your dream was to be in the UFC you know, to compete yes. as a martial artist in the UFC and you accomplish that dream. Uh, what, what do you do once you do that? I jumped around and ate a lot of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. As you said, that was my dream, you know, to accomplish that was so cool. You know, yeah. I just have to keep reminding myself anytime I get bummed out about my losses, I have to tell myself, Hey, you lost in the UFC. That was your goal. So, yeah. you know, I got to give myself some credit. And, and on a personal level, um, watching the way that you handled the losses helped me because like, it, it's, a, it's hard to show emotion for me. Um, I know for a lot of people, it, it can be hard to show emotion, but for me, it's hard to even like accept a loss, you know, but you're able to display those emotions openly you know, and like, it's okay to like cry and to be upset or whatever. And, and to see that on TV is a, it's, it's a, it's genuine to who you are. Um, so that does help. It helped me in a level of thinking that I wasn't just watching a fighter. I was watching a person, you know, and it helped oh, me awesome. kind, of, kind of follow your career and be like, all right, it is, it's okay to lose you know, and, and to learn and to come back through that, um, to segue that. You're right. It really is okay to lose. Yeah. I didn't know that. I had no idea that it was okay to lose. And I didn't know that it was also okay to say that you're not okay. That's a thing that I'm learning as well. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know where that was going, but, uh, I definitely, I need to know, um, like with all the, like any losses that you had or problems, as specifically a woman, um, I believe I texted you this question. It's from an important person in my life. She wants to know, do you have, was there any barriers kind of getting into the UFC as a woman? Um, and kind of how did you overcome those barriers? I think the only barrier that I really felt was the frustration of not getting as many fight offers as I wanted. Because as fighters, we were, you know, well, I am always trying to be ready. I'm always trying to stay near my weight. I kept my weight to a certain level where I could be ready to take a fight, a last minute fight on like a week and a half's notice. Um, so I was always ready. I was always trying to do burpees and keep my cardio up. And like, um, and I got fights like twice a year, maybe three times if I was super lucky. So I think I just wanted to fight more. So that was really frustrating. Um, I think... 
I really feel like the UFC is relatively fair for women and men. Like if you're good, they'll give you a chance. You know, if you're skilled mm-hmm. um, or if you're entertaining, they'll give you a chance and they pay relatively similarly, you know, for men and women. I don't see a huge discrimination there. So that's cool. Um, I don't know if there were any real barriers for me as a woman. Maybe there were, but I was kind of oblivious. I just wanted to fight more. And that was my main thing. Yeah. Did so, but you always said yes, right? You never really said no to a fight. You were kind of known for that. It seems like you'd be getting more offers. Was it just your weight class and like the time or why were people afraid of you? No, I think that most fighters want to fight more. You know, if I could, I would fight like six times a year, but, um, or more even, but I think it's just that there are a bunch of fighters. And then depending on where you're located, the promotions have to fly you in, you know? Um, so when I fought in Japan, it was hard because, um, there were hardly any Japanese women my size. I fought them already. Um, so they were like, who's Roxanne going to fight? And then the American promotions had to fly me in. That was a $1,000 plane ticket, you know, hotels, licensing. And then when I got into Invicta, um, I was, I think my purse was a little more expensive than others. And they had to fly me in and then they had to pay me. So they couldn't always afford to put me on the cards a lot. And then the UFC, like, you know, they have other fighters who need to be fought. So it was just... A thing like it's not like anyone was afraid of me um it was just the way it worked out yeah what was more exciting for you like finally getting that dream of like having the ufc contract or traveling over to japan you know to, to learn martial arts and getting your first fight everything was exciting to me i try to be excited <laughs> about everything that's one of my chapters in my book. Be excited about everything. Yeah. I wish I was as excited as you. It's, it seems like you're just so happy about everything that you come across is how do you carry that? Like, I'm, I don't know. I just wish that I could like buy that part of you, you know, like <laughs> just like go to a store and like buy that positivity. I'm trying to find a way to be able to capture some of it. Well, gosh, actually, um, I try to learn vicariously from other people. So like, I remember hearing stories about people who actually have cancer and they have a certain amount of time to live. And I think, man, what if I had a certain amount of time to live? Like, what would I do? I would like appreciate every day. So like, even now I'm thinking about how cool it is to get to meet you and talk to you like a new person. And you said some cool things like, it's it's really okay to lose. And I've learned that. And I'm like, gosh, maybe maybe it is okay to lose. And you, you learn things from it. So like, I'm just now I'm super excited to be able to talk to you and, and um, interact with a new person. So I just think about how life is so cool and we get <laughs> to live it. And, you know, every moment, I just try to enjoy every moment really. Yeah. Yeah, life is pretty cool. Life is, it's, life is turning into this weird game, I feel like, to where it's just (laughs) like, like, uh, if you mess up, you can just restart, you know, like, I, I spent a lot of my life as an alcoholic, to be honest, you know, and drug addict, and had to check myself into rehab, and, you know, now coming up on like four years next week of sobriety and it's congratulations it's kind of one of those things to where it's like a next chapter you know and you can restart you can go from one career to something completely different and in doing that it's almost like playing like a the next level 
you know in a video yeah, game. oh that's cool yeah it's it's like you get it's kind of like how there's levels in martial arts i that's yeah. how i look at life is like just like the next level and the hard thing that it's for me to beat the the boss of the level is uh i kind of look at something as like if i have a big decision that i don't want to do but i know doing it is going to give me a great positive outcome that ends up being the uh what the heck is this i don't even know yeah that ends up being like the big boss and how i can end up getting to the next level um do you that's really cool i love that way of thinking do you have any weird ways of thinking like that i don't mean to call them weird but like you know there's got to be something else out there um kind of just like challenges like when something makes me think super negatively i sometimes think all right this is going to, my next challenge is figuring out how to see this thing, this horrible thing in a positive light. Like, what can I do? I'm the happy warrior. I'm, I can do anything. Like I need to be able to figure out how to make this positive. So that's kind of like a challenge for me. Yeah. But I do also want to say like, I'm the way I am, but I also had a pretty nice childhood. So I recognize that people who had like traumas in their childhood, like they have other challenges, you know, other mental challenges they have to get through. So it's not always just about how you think it's like, you know, I do recognize that people have a lot of crap happen to them. That's not their fault that they have to get through. I just wanted to throw that out there. Like, well, I had like, I had like a lot of childhood trauma um, that, that led to like the alcoholism, but it, I've, I've had a lot of friends that had really good parents growing up and, you know, like a, a very good life and that you can't take away problems that you have, you know, in that life, everybody has issues. So it's yeah. just like, you know, the perspective of, you know, you getting into a car accident or a fender bender, you know, could be as detrimental as somebody wrecking their car, you know? It just depends on the perspective. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I look at it. It's, you know, cause, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing to look at. Okay. Wow. Yeah. This interesting video game analogy. <clears throat> I really like that. I like video games. So that made sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I need to get into a few more things before we get you out of here. I know you, you have a, a very busy schedule. Um, okay. I feel like I had like so many things and I'm not really hitting any of them, but I'm, I'm trying here. This is a new thing. I'm not really, I feel like I'm not the best podcaster, which is why people listen to me because they can see me actively mess up and not know what to <laughs> say. <laughs> um, but no, it's cool. Um, so I do want to get back to you getting into the UFC and kind of into your career. Um, when you're training and you're going through all these fight camps, how are you kind of living your life on a day-to-day basis? Is it, you know, just fight, eat, sleep, train, and that that's your life? Or are you going about, you know, doing more than that? Pretty much everything in my life, I focus around, I focused around fighting. Um, so the food fuels my body, unless it's ice cream, then it doesn't really you know, feel my body. Um, food is healthy. You know, I got to make sure I have enough sleep. Um, I have to make sure I get the right training. Cause I want to be able to look back on my training and say, I did everything that I possibly could do to give myself an advantage in this fight. You know? So I, yeah, I pretty much was super focused on just training and making myself better and yeah. teaching kids jujitsu. 
Yeah. Do you feel like teaching has helped you get better? No, because I was teaching little kids like five to seven. So, you know, teaching them how to shrimp, how to do a mountain escape. Like if I taught adults more complicated things, probably, you know, so that's where that phrase comes from. You get better, but that's probably for adults, but not like little kids. Okay. Yeah. I was just kind of curious how that was going to go. So, which is unfortunate because that would have been cool to get better from teaching, but it didn't really happen. (laughs) But it relaxed my heart. So I went, like, I had a hard day at training or whatever. And then I went in, like, exhausted and cranky. And then the kids are like, Coach Roxanne, can I choke you? And I'm like, oh, sure, Hannah, you can choke me. And then I'm all happy again. (laughs) That's our little deal. So the kids, like, sneak attack me. And I'm like, no, no, you mustn't sneak attack me. You know, someone could get hurt. But if you ask me nicely if you can choke me, then you can always. So that was our little deal. That's awesome. Yeah, I love going to the gym. so cute. Yeah, I love going to the gym. I think it's on Wednesdays. We have uh, gi jitsu for kids, and there's like thirty little like gis running around, and like they're I don't know. It's hilarious just to see these kids running around. It's really cute. It's a different side to martial arts that I wish the general population knew more of. You know that it was more of a family sport. Um, and with the family sport, you're talking about you have your boyfriend. I, I thought you got engaged. Well, fiance. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you are engaged and do you have any plans for the wedding? Um, yes. It's going to be October 16th of this year. Okay. Do you, how are you doing it? Is, or is this something you want to keep private and you're not trying to put out there? Um, I mean, I just won't tell you where it is so that no one crashes it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, no, is it like a, is it, are you having like a big wedding or is it just like a small private like gathering? Um, we, I want to keep it kind of smallish, like a hundred people ish, you know, so we're inviting our family and then like some friends. Yeah. Nice. And what's, so what is next for you? You know, it seems like you've traveled the world. Um, you teach kids, you fought your whole life. You, you're an author, you've done amazing things. Um, you're deep into the cosplay world and anime, you could go in so many different directions. I could see you creating your own anime. Um, but yeah, what's so what's next for you? Well, I'm looking for a job now. <laughs> <laughs> and um, maybe after we get married, I can have a kid. We're thinking of that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Are you, are you going to come up with a cool name based off of an anime character? Heck no. <laughs> it was hard enough for me having a name that's like the song and title of several songs, you know, and then so now we're going to hopefully, if my fiance will agree, you know, have a nice, yeah. normal, but cool sounding name that no one can tease them off of. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, anything now, like you never really know with names, you could name a kid anything. I mean, like Michael Jackson name is Kid Blanket, you know, so name is Kid what? Blanket. <sighs> like remember yeah that was like a thing like a while ago so i I didn't know that yeah so i mean you can have any name that you want it's (laughs) my training partner named his daughter athena and i'm like okay that's really cool like that's that's a a goddess's name that's so cool like yeah how can you tease anyone like you're athena like oh oh yeah sorry no no don't be sorry (laughs) no especially if they're a positive person you know like it'll definitely carry very well so 
All right. Well, I feel like we've talked and I I didn't really bring up as much as I wanted to. I feel really bad, especially for my audience, uh, my friends, but I had a good I feel like we talked about a lot of good stuff. Yeah, no, we did. It's just I there's just so much more that I wish we could talk about, like actually talk about your come up, um, talk about your career. But I mean, I could pick your brain for hours on, you know, everything from like training techniques to what the business side of you know being in the ufc is like but that's not really part of your life now it's you've, you've kind of moved on but yeah maybe no, another time yeah maybe another time so all right well i'm gonna let you get out of here um go ahead and end this and uh i genuinely appreciate you coming on so i do want to thank you um for coming on and um for supporting me in this having a good conversation and you know, maybe we can come on again and talk some sort of philosophical um, life experiences again. So I don't know. Awesome. Well, it was a good pleasure getting to know you. Thanks for, for the chat. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. And it's good to talk to you and I'll talk to you soon.